0: Good morning, it's Aya and I'm still adjusting (laughs) my phone. It is Tuesday morning and already May the 4th. We've gone from our perfectly sunny 84 degree temperature until today where we have gray skies and it's cool again. this is a good sign that it's spring because it changes all the time. Um, I wanted to lighten up what I read and what we did today. I, I felt like I had gotten into some muddy water with Shanti Dewa in his confession section just because of the language and the translation. So, um, I reached a point of no return, so I had to just move forward. So I wanted to, I think it's, I, I'm trying to research more about the translation and how uh, How we perceive things differently through different time periods and the language we use and it was a good uh, exercise for me in thinking about not the heaviness. It. The words can be heavy, but if we're using words like sin and evil and words that are that we don't we don't think about when we're talking about the Buddhist teachings because it only that section on confessions from Shanti Dewa ended with him saying, uh, and what I need to do is say i i those things that that are that he was calling sin and evil' I just will become aware of them and and uh, make a commitment to myself not to do them again. And in our Western minds, certainly in mine, when we talk about sin and we talk about uh, that evil within us, there's there's something that is feels heavier than just being able to say I recognize this unwholesomeness, these defilements that are unskillful and keep me from having a pure mind and a happy mind. Uh, so I I see that clearly now and I can make a commitment to be aware of it, not, not do it again because it brings me suffering and it, of course if it brings me suffering it's probably bringing suffering to Others, so I think uh, as as our language changes, we have to be careful about that. So I'm I'm going to research, but that's we're done with the confession section. So I'll read some Shanti Deva again, but I really want to be more careful about the language. Uh, there's probably for lots of us some emotional trauma from the language in the religions that we grew up in. So that would be me too. So so what I did want to look at today, after telling all of you how good it is to see you today, on a a dreary overcast day, it's especially nice to be sitting with you. But I wanted to go back to one of my favorites because we certainly didn't read it all. And I picked out a couple of places. And it's back to Ashin Uje U Uje Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't Ashin Tejania or Sayadaw U and he's he's the one who wrote so much of the of books. The awareness is not enough, and don't look down on the defilements, and. Uh, and working with people who are sometimes new to meditation, they, the, the, his food for thoughts are really wonderful for us to hear. And if we've been meditating for a long time, it's wonderful to hear as well because they're reminders. And also, I think his his comments, just small comments, can help us uh, wake up, can help us think, oh, yeah, I, I was my vision was becoming a little more tunnel vision than I, than I think it should be about meditation. So I wanted to read a little bit of that and then we can practice together. So this, some of this, uh, I'm gonna just read and not read it straight through, but I have a few pages picked out and these are little uh, mostly one or two sentences and so let me let me read some of these and i think they're a little bit more they're a little bit more accessible to our hearts because they're not written with such heavy tones number 1 meditation is not just about sitting on a cushion no matter what posture you are in no matter what posture you are in, if your mind is aware with understanding, you are meditating. Number two, if you can't observe, don't force yourself to do it. Learn how to relax, how to be comfortable first. Three, try lying down meditation every now and then. Learn to develop awareness in whatever past posture you are in. Always remain aware of your experience and notice the difference in mental effort needed to maintain awareness in different postures. Right effort means perseverance. It does not mean focusing hard, controlling, forcing, or restricting yourself. Focusing hard arises from... A, my goodness, my... Tongue doesn't work today. Focusing hard arises from greed, aversion, or ignorance of the practice. You can be aware of bodily sensations, mental feelings, and mental activities. Do not think of them as mine. They are just what you are what they are. Do not think of them as mine. They are just what they are. Sensations are are sensations. Feelings are feelings. Mental activities are mental activities. That is their fundamental nature. Always try to observe them with this view in mind. If you don't, for example, if you experience them as mine, attachment or aversion will inevitably Arise. Learning to observe, investigate, and understand the nature of an object is more important than just wanting to see it disappear or trying to make it disappear. Wanting the object to disappear is wrong attitude. When there are no defilements in the watching mind, you have right mindfulness So you may be watching defilements, but if there are no defilements in that watching mind, you have right mindfulness. The knowing mind is the mind that cognizes whatever comes to the sense doors. It is always present, but it can neither recognize nor interpret. It has no wisdom, no understanding of what is going on. The knowing mind simply senses objects. The observing or watching mind observes whatever you experience. When you are aware that you are observing, you are aware of the observing mind You can only become aware of the mind through the presence of its activities and feelings. Whenever you are aware of thinking or that there is anger, disappointment, desire, etc., you are aware of the mind. You need to recognize that it is the mind which is doing or feeling all this. When you interfere with the watching mind, Insight cannot arise. Learn to watch objectively with bare attention. When you observe your mind, you will be surprised, amazed, and possibly even shocked to discover fixed ideas, wants, fears, hopes, and expectations which you have not been aware of. That's better. Let me read this one again. When you observe your mind, this is the observing, the watching mind, you will be surprised, amazed, and possibly even shocked to discover fixed ideas, wants, fears, hopes, and expectations which you have not been aware of. All worldly activities For example, reading, listening to music, playing sports, involve thinking and conceptualizing. Without it, external stimuli, or objects, become meaningless. But if conceptual thinking comes up during meditation, you should simply be aware that the mind is thinking. Just be aware that the mind is thinking. Don't feed, don't get caught up in the thinking. When you can easily stay with an object, it is either because of the gross nature of the object or because your mindfulness is strong. Don't be content with observing gross, or these are, you know, obvious, heavy, solid objects only. Don't be content with observing gross objects only. Your mindfulness will will become stronger as you learn to observe subtle objects. The moment you start disliking someone, an imprint or data is created within your mind. The imprint then causes you to see that person in a fixed way and prevents you from seeing how he or she really is. This is delusion at work. When the mind is ready for insight, it will arise naturally, spontaneously. Don't look or hope for insight to arise. Looking for it will lead to false creations of the mind. And I think when we, uh, when we do that, that's when we're adding our own thoughts to it because we want insight so badly and so we'll start trying to think about what it should be. Don't look or hope for insight to rise, to arise. Looking for it will lead to false creations of the mind, but it will arise naturally and spontaneously when the mind is ready for it. Always keep an open mind about whatever you experience. Try not to jump to conclusions. Simply keep observing and investigating your experience thoroughly and continuously. Jumping to conclusions will prevent your understanding from deepening." These are such important, uh, wonderful qualities that he expresses so well. If you keep avoiding difficult situations, you cannot learn and grow. This is especially true for dealing with the defilements. Learning to face the defilements allows you to investigate and understand their nature, and this will help you to transcend them. Learn to be interested in difficult situations. By being present with them in a gentle manner, you may suddenly understand what caused them. Feelings need not be identified or characterized as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Remind yourself that a feeling is just a feeling. Accept it just as it is. And now, before I stop so we can sit, I want to hear some things about uh, how we can relax the mind. In the beginning of the practice, you may feel that there are too many things you need to watch, but when there is momentum, everything seems to slow down, and you will have enough time to watch it all, to see more details. It is like watching a moving train. If you stand close to a railway train, watching a train move past you at high speed, you will mainly see movement and hardly any details of the train. But if you are on a moving train yourself and another train travels at a similar speed, parallel, parallel to the one you are in, you will not see the train in its entirety, but you will have enough time to see details. So... That's a reminder when you are uh, beginning to meditate. If you are aware of your facial sensations during your sitting, you will be able to know whether you are relaxed or not. When you are focusing too much, it will show on your face. When a person is really relaxed, the face is very clear, soft, and calm. One thing you need to remember and understand is that you cannot leave the mind alone. It needs to be watched consistently. If you do not look after your garden, it will overgrow with weeds. If you do not watch your mind, defilements will grow and multiply. The mind does not belong to you, but you are responsible for it. I love that one. Excitement weakens mindfulness, and I know a lot of us really like excitement. We may think of ourselves as an adventurer or an explorer or a thrill seeker, but uh, be careful when you describe yourself what you're what you're really wanting for yourself. Uh, excitement weakens our mindfulness. Be aware of peacefulness. Be aware of the awareness of peacefulness. Doing so allows you to check whether or not you are indulging in it, getting attached to it, or still aware. When expectations arise in the mind, learn to see their nature. Every time you are upset or disappointed with someone, Whenever you feel any resistance to the way things are, you can be sure that you have expectations. Okay, and Veronica asked me to go back and read this one. One thing you need to remember and understand is that you cannot leave the mind alone. It needs to be watched consistently. If you do not look after your garden, it will overgrow with weeds. If you do not watch your mind, defilements will grow and multiply. The mind does not belong to you, but you are responsible for it. Uh, it's, it's, like what, it's like taking care of a small child. You know, The child will eventually grow and, and be able to be left alone for a few minutes, but you know when you have a toddler you really you really can't afford to uh look away for too many seconds and when we're when we are working with our minds we're trying to see the qualities in our minds that are good and skillful and wholesome we're also trying to guard ourselves from allowing any any more unskillful unwholesome thoughts to take residence in our minds. So it's it's important we guard our minds because we're trying to purify our minds, so we're really trying to not just allow things to seep in and get lodged up in our minds. So that's uh, right effort, is to be watchful, to guard what we're letting in and to Maintain what's already good and wholesome in in our minds to maintain and nurture that to grow. So I like that one. Do not be led by greed. Take time to learn a little about greed. Pay attention to its characteristics. If you keep falling for greed, you will never understand its nature. It's easy to fall for greed, right? Many people believe that strong mindfulness is a kind of power. Actually, strong mindfulness is simply an awareness that is free from anxiety, expectations, or wants. A mind that is free from concerns, that is simple and content. When you have these qualities, you can actually feel an increase of mindfulness. You can actually feel strong awareness does not come about by trying very hard or trying to focus intently. This is really important. A mind that is free from concerns, that's what strong mindfulness is. A mind that is simple, a mind that is content. When you try to get rid of thoughts, you are actually trying to control them rather than learning to understand them. That's why we let those thoughts come and go. We don't try to push them away. They'll just keep coming and coming. We try to, what we're trying to do is to learn to understand them. When your understanding of the true nature of things grows, your values in life will change. When your values change, your priorities change as well. Through such understanding, you will naturally practice more and this will help you to do well in life. When you learn to talk with awareness in a relaxed manner, mindful of your intentions, your way of talking will become less emotional. Only when you are ready and able to watch difficult emotions are you able to learn from them. I think that's really uh, one of the most important ones to to keep remembering. Only when you are ready and able to watch difficult emotions are you able to learn from them. A wise and skillful person, just a few more and then I want to end it for this, but I wanted to get to this part. A wise and skillful person can turn poison into medicine. A skilled meditator can transform hindrances into understanding. Throughout our life, we habitually seek and grasp. To sit back and just watch this happening is difficult. However, this sitting back and just watching is essential to become able to see and understand these habits. When there is attachment or aversion in the mind, Always make that your primary object of observation. Only if the mind recognizes a wrong attitude can it switch to the right attitude. When you are in a positive frame of mind, it is important to recognize it. Recognition tends to strengthen this wholesome state of mind. So it's very important to recognize our wholesome minds. Um, when we can recognize a wrong attitude, then we, can, then we can work with it. We can switch it over to right attitude. So it's really good to know what a, a right attitude feels like, what it is. So when you are in a positive frame of mind, it is important to recognize it. Recognition tends to strengthen this wholesome state of mind. So these are two that are really good for, I think, uh, for newer practitioners. And then don't forget it when you've been practicing a long time, and then I'll stop. Check your attitude before you attempt to watch sleepiness. If you resist it, meditation becomes a struggle. If you accept it, you will find it easier to make an effort to be aware. And the last one I'll read today. To be able to observe things as they are without labeling is more real and effective. So there's always a lot of, um, sometimes we, we can... Label our thoughts and work with them. Other times, just being able to be able to observe things as they are without labeling can become more real and more effective. But both ways, both ways are good. So we have we have very few minutes. But what I want to do for meditation is just um, read about read this these verses from the Buddhist teachings about practicing loving kindness and you can practice compassion the same way and it's, it's very simple. So just let me read it to you and you can close your eyes. Just It's, very, it's short but this is one description of practicing loving kindness. This is from the I think it's from the Karaniya Metta Sutta. So just relax your bodies, close your eyes, and we're going to practice just for a couple of minutes this metta, this particular way. Think happy, at rest. May all beings be happy at heart. Whatever beings there may be, weak or strong without exception, long, large, middling, short, subtle, gross, seen and unseen, living near and far away, born or seeking birth. May all beings be happy at heart, Let no one deceive another or despise anyone, anywhere. Or through anger or resistant thinking, wish for another to suffer. So when we practice loving kindness, we let go of even thinking about uh, seeing someone suffer suffer out of revenge or out of our own pain. Wish all beings to be happy at heart, to be relaxed. And all beings always include yourself. So thank you, everyone, for joining me. I'll see you Thursday. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful day.